This is Terrio Media. So you want to be a real estate investor, but you don't want to do the work. If there were only a way where someone else could do it for you, now there is. Tune in here each and every Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show for Turnkey Tuesdays with your host, Mercedes Torres. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays brought to you by Epic Real Estate Investing. My name is Mercedes Torres, your turnkey girl, and I am lucky enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, the guy who created the Epic Real Estate Empire. I teach busy professionals how to create passive income through real estate investing so they can retire even sooner. With that said, if this is your first time here, glad you made it. Make yourself at home. If this is not your first time here, welcome back, my friend. So this week, I have something a little bit different, a bit unique, if you will, As you know, I'm an outside-the-box thinker. I say that all the time. I I don't believe in money sitting in a bank account. I often say to you, and I've shared this before, that savers are losers. And I don't believe in owning your primary residence. I don't own my primary residence. I own 89 rentals. um, And I rent my own home. And I've done a whole episode on that particular topic. So through my years of running uh, our turnkey operation and, and speaking at events, I've been fortunate enough to speak to so many of you. And it blows my mind that, you know, we're all so different, but at the end of the day, we're sometimes all very similar. And that the two things that keeps people from investing is common worldwide. Number one, it's analysis paralysis. I mean, people consume all kinds of information from everywhere. Like they go to seminars, they read books, they do Zoom classes. I mean, the works. And then they capture so much information, they don't do anything because all the information just paralyzes them. Hence the name analysis paralysis. And so that's number one. And number two, which blows me away every single time, is fear. The fear of losing money keeps people from making investments and bettering their life and their future. And when I try to dive into like what stems these feelings, I can't ever seem to get to the root of it. So I was having a lunch. Actually, it was a lunch that became a happy hour with my girlfriend, Andrea. So Andrea, shout out to you from Orange County. I was explaining this to her about like how I wish I can help my clients overcome that. And she said, oh my God, Mercedes, I have the answer for you. I experienced the same thing. And she's like, it wasn't until I had a, what's the word she, a a breakthrough with money. And it wasn't until I had a breakthrough with money that I was able to jump the fence, if you will, and get to the other side. Needless to say, Andrea is a very successful real estate investor. Uh, She was a real estate agent. She um, is now flipping. She does a really, really good job. But she said to me, I didn't start off that way. And then she shared what she did. And it wasn't until she said, I wrapped my head around it that I had to change my mindset. 
And once I've mastered my mindset around money, I was finally able to break through. And of course, I was intrigued. And I said, okay, girl, you need to tell me more. And she did. She said, I need to connect you to Cappy, Cappy Pirua. I can't explain it to you. She says, it's out of this world. And I just said, okay, connect me. So I did. She connected me to this Cappy mystery lady that at the time, I didn't know what I was about to embark on. And I will have to say that I have connected with Cappy. I have worked with her as well. And all I can say is that I can't explain it, but it's been mind-blowing and life-altering. So I can't do Cappy any justice in trying to explain who she is, what she does, and what she can do for you. I did better. I, true to form, I brought her on board. I took her under advisement and really just jumped on board with her for just a few weeks. And better yet, I brought her on the guest to our show. So without further ado, I'm just going to allow her to introduce herself because like I said, I cannot do this woman justice for the miracles that she has done. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Miss Cappy Pidwell. Welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays. How are you? Well, thank you for that. I'm doing fabulous and I'm very honored and excited to be here. Oh. So it's going to be a, a wonderful, I'm sure, time for us to share solutions with people. So thanks for having me. I absolutely love it. So uh, the pleasure is all mine. Um, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself, Cappy, because like I said, I cannot explain who you are and what you do. So I'm going to leave it to you. Perfect. So I am a master of hypnotherapy and a master of neurolinguistic programming. And basically, I started studying mindset almost 30 years ago because I was actually a residential real estate when I got into mindset. And I was selling real estate as an agent, had a lot of stress, did great when sales were great. Uh, when I was selling real estate, I, I'm aging myself here, but the interest rates were over 12%. So back in the day when there was no internet and you knocked on tons of doors and you did business the old-fashioned way, that was how I did business. Prior to that, I was a title rep. So I've been in the real estate industry for many, many, many years. And I was so stressed out that I got lockjaw in my jaw. Now, here I am, total type A personality, a go-getter, a hard worker, and I get lockjaw. My jaw would not open for five days. It was locked shut. I was so stressed out. I grinded my teeth at night because all I did was work and stressed myself out. So I don't know if anybody can relate to stress. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of it. And I basically went to the doctor and they wanted to break my jaw and build me a mouthpiece to correct the issue. And I left the doctor more stressed than I walked in with because I didn't want to go through a surgery and all this, all the stress of that. And I went back to the office and another lady was in there and she said, you know, Cappy, have you ever thought of going to get hypnotized for that? And I was like, give me a break. That's the stupidest thing. I was very clueless to mindset. I didn't know the first thing. I just knew sales and like everybody else, you know, get out there and pound the pavement, knock on doors and make calls and all the stuff we were all taught. And 
it was very foreign to me. Yet it's been around way before medicine. Uh, I really was clueless to uh, how the mind worked. So I really went out of a uh, sense of desperation, Mercedes. I <laughs> was extremely skeptical, just like you. And yet I needed I needed help. And I was willing to try anything at that point because it was so bad. And I was drinking water and slim fast and I couldn't open my mouth and the pain was in my shoulder. So for to be in pain and people have backaches and migraines and all kinds of symptoms, it's just a symptom. It was a symptom from my stress. So I skeptically went to see this woman and she worked with me for an hour in a little hokey office. Uh, and an hour later, I opened my eyes and my jaw popped open and I have never had TMJ since. And I always share that story with people because what could have been and would have been a major surgery and trauma and a lot of stuff, I resolved in an hour by learning how to go into a session. I didn't really learn. She gave me a little tape. She helped me. And then I began studying under her. So I studied under her for four years. And then I moved on to the American Institute of Hypnotherapy and became a master hypnotherapist. And then I moved on. I've done basically every level of training for NLP. I'm a master of neurolinguistic programming. Um, I've had major surgery with no anesthesia through hypnosis. I've had my daughter through hypnobirthing. I've used it for everything. Uh, I do it every day. And I today help thousands and thousands of people master their mindset. And really where the money piece comes in is so many people that would come to see me would start telling me the same thing. Oh, Cappy, I did this. Could you help me in my business? Oh, Cappy, you helped me do this. What about this? So I used to make a joke and I used to laugh and be like, I need a money program because everybody wants to make more money. And so that's what I started creating. So I started creating programs and products to help people upgrade how they feel and think and be with money. And as I did the research, uh, and I've researched a lot of people around the topic of money, uh, it, it is an amazing personal relationship that people have. So that's kind of my personal journey of how I got into this. And I'm a business owner and a speaker and an author, and I'm a single parent. So I've balanced my life and my business and my, you know, raising two amazing women. It's a journey, right? So mindset is everything. It's everything. And like you said at the beginning, people can go learn and talk and go to seminars and network, but we still go home with ourselves. We still have our internal talk that drives our daily decisions. And that's really where I help people. I say there's an outer game, which is what you guys have mastered, right? I mean, you have the systems and the coaching and the processes and the how-tos. I really help people with their inner obstacles. So. Oh my God, I love it. I mean, I can talk to you for hours. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about just the, the word mindset. And just like you shared, you know, the whole thing of hypnotherapy, you thought, you know, give me a break. So I, I feel like the word mindset, especially to the people in the realm of real estate and, and profits and ROI, they think of the word mindset and it sounds like so hokey. Yeah. you know, or it sounds feng shui-y, right. but the reality of it, now that I've been through it, oh my goodness, um, it's such a game changer. So how do you explain or how do you help that person that has a block on just the term mindset? Yes. How do we help them overcome that mindset? It makes a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I love that you're asking this question because a lot of people talk about mindset, and I often say, think of how many books are out there on thinking positive. The, there's thousands of them, 
So if it was just a matter of reading a book and then being a positive person, you know, everybody would be reading the book, right? So I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but a lot of people don't go to the level I've gone to, and especially in the realm of real estate, because I know what an investor or an agent goes through because I did the job, right? I mean, I, I did it. I flipped. I bought. I've sold. I, I did. I had my license for you know years and years and years. I don't anymore today. But the mindset piece of business we are our business. And if we don't understand how this most important, powerful computer works, if you will, then we keep making the same decisions and we get the exact same outcomes. So if you're going to invest in something and you have, like you mentioned earlier, Andrea, who's my client, if you have a fear factor, if you're worried, if you're going into something with your mindset set to fear and scarcity, I promise your outcome's going to align with what you're thinking and feeling about that opportunity. So most people don't understand their mindset because we're not taught about it. But I'm going to just give you a quick thing here. Your internal talk is up to 500 words a minute. So the excellent... What does that mean? That means you talk to yourself in your head at up to 500 words a minute all the time. I mean, how many people go to bed at night and can't turn their head off? We're thinking machines, right? So our external talk, like as you and I are talking right now, we're only speaking at approximately 150 words a minute. So the average individual is thinking in their head three times the speed of what they're saying, if that makes sense. So this is where doubt and fear live in our beliefs. They live in our head. They live in our thought and how we've been programmed in our life. So I can take any individual that's had a phobia or a problem or an issue and process them and switch the pictures and the feelings and thoughts around in their head so fast they get done. And they're like, happy, what'd you do? You just like clean the slate. That's it's priceless for people. So if somebody says that would never work for me, and I always tell people, get rid of the word, you know, hypnosis and mindset. You have an amazing, amazing process called the brain and the mind and the body or wholeness that God created you or whatever you speak to. Uh, we're miraculous, but we're not taught how to upgrade our old beliefs. We're not taught about the mindset. So I'm an educator, Mercedes. I really am. I educate people first. And then if it resonates and they go, wow, everything you taught me and showed me, Cappy, makes so much sense. Now, how do I get the change? Because information doesn't equal personal transformation. Just as you said earlier, people can get information overload. That doesn't mean they're going to get the personal transformation. And that's where my stuff is so different because I'm working with people's subconscious mind, which again is 90% of the mind. So mindset isn't a word. It's a very, think of a computer, think of a massive hard drive. You don't know how every little thing works inside there, but you want it to work. And that's exactly, I'm kind of the geek squad for the mind. (laughs) I love it. Geek squad for the mind. Awesome. Okay. So this is where um, that whole terminology of thoughts become things. Because if you keep thinking it over and over again, and you keep telling yourself at 500 words a minute, it will undoubtedly come true. I mean, you have to do actions, I'm sure. Oh my God. Okay. That actually even answers why, like sometimes I'm talking to my husband And I'm like, like I split it out. And he's like, what did you just say? Because in my brain, I'm talking 500 words a minute. Plus I'm Puerto Rican. So that doesn't help. But 
then it that's why you get tongue-tied sometimes, right? Because you're thinking 500 words, but only 150 come out at one time. Yeah. Wow. See, I learn every single minute of the day. <laughs> okay. So then let's talk about, um, you know, we were just sharing about um, analysis paralysis. People um, gather all the information and, and, and then just do nothing because it's so much information. They don't know which direction to turn or in our case, you know, what strategy is going to work best for them? Or, you know, do they want to go fix and flip? Do they want to buy and hold? Is, can they do wholesaling? Like, how does one break that barrier or better yet, make that connection to say, I read 500 books, but I'm going to narrow it down to these two. How does somebody begin to do that? I know you're going to say mindset, but walk me through the baby steps of that. Okay. Well, because every single individual has their own mindset, what speaks to one person isn't going to necessarily speak to the other. That's why we're so different. And that fascinates me when I go into training and coaching and they hand everybody the exact same stuff and only what, five to 10% of them actually implement it because we process information very differently. So the average thinker makes over 35,000 decisions in a day. Wow. Okay. So if somebody comes to me and I'm looking at their business model or I'm looking at their strategies or what they know. It's very easy for me to coach them because that's what I do. I mean, I help people, you know, get results in their life. But if, if an individual has that inkling or that feeling of, oh, this isn't right, but it looks good on paper and I'm going to kind of force myself to do it, probably the wrong direction. So the biggest thing I can tell a person is we, we expect to trust other people and we get disappointed when they lie or let us down or whatever, but we really have to learn to trust ourselves. And so many people don't trust themselves. They'll listen to some, what someone else told them to do, and then they go do it. Or when really your subconscious, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, it's 90% of you. And we don't listen to that inner voice. We, we often ignore those. And then later we go, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that investment. Or I knew I shouldn't have gone to that place because everything inside of me was telling me not to. Why don't we trust ourselves? So that's a lot of, you know, you get the information, which is fabulous, but then making those decisions on which direction to go, I would say, I call my gut, my GPS. <laughs> it's my guidance, man. I, I'm so tuned into myself that I've learned to trust that, like, I don't have or need the approval of everybody else. I have to do what I'm guided to do. And that is probably my biggest recommendation for everybody listening. Go with your gut and we hear that, but it, it's really about feeling, you know, pick a few things up and kind of listen to where, where it's taking you and pay attention. That's so interesting, Cappy. Um, I, I, that go with your gut is so true to heart. Like I just discovered the really what the go with your gut means. I've always heard the term, but it wasn't until just working with you is where I've been able to tune in to, okay, what is really going on in my inside my brain and inside like my, I don't, I don't know if I want to say my soul or yes. my heart or yes. my gut, but yes. finally, I not finally, because I've always kind of gone with my gut, but now I really go with my gut. Right. And it even goes down to like, 
hiring my employees. I literally yeah. just had to hire a brand new um, executive coordinator. And I had three amazing candidates, all qualified, all come from like the best world of, you know, service. And I just went because they all had the three amazing qualifications. I went with my gut and oh my goodness, I, I don't regret it. Just I love it. So, I love yeah. it. Um, okay. So you said one thing that when you shared your story about TMJ, that was all caused by stress. And what I come across a lot is so many of my listeners are stressed out because of money. Um, and it could be like in my case, I grew up very poor. I didn't know it. I had a lot of love, so I didn't feel the void. Um, but we had, I didn't go without, but we had just enough food. And there were months where my parents couldn't pay the rent. I didn't know it. I learned it many years later, but I remember my mom being stressed. And now, luckily, I've experienced a different side of stress with money. Um, you know, sometimes, People stress out because they don't have it. And then when you do have it, you stress out for other reasons. That's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about how money and stress are related. Why does money, um, having it or not having it, cause so much stress? Well, that is a loaded question, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) We got time. (laughs) I'm glad we got time because it's it's (laughs) such an important conversation. And and it's really why I started teaching people about this. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit about my journey. So I was telling you a lot of people would ask me about this, right? So I started interviewing people who were making massive millions and before I created my program. And I had the opportunity to co-host what is, uh, never got produced, but a film called A View from the Top. And I traveled around the country and I interviewed uh, a few billionaires, uh, a few multimillionaires, and really started studying people's, you know, mindset, money mindset. And what I found in all the years of just coaching people is that this thing we call money, um, it just dictates so much for people. Um, people commit suicide over it. They stay married for it. They get divorced over it. I mean, we see the world, right? And then like the power and the people with the money have the power. Like there's a lot of greed. There's a lot of abundance. There's a lot. So we get a lot of mixed messages with money, number one. But I've never had anybody come to me and say, Cappy, I want less money. Never. (laughs) What I discovered in all that is we all have a personal relationship to money. and you can never divorce that relationship. You can never be without that relationship. <laughs> you will be with your money. You will spend your money, invest your money, manage your money or not. Avoid your money. Uh, talk great about your money. Talk poor about your money. But money will be in your life every single day as long as you're here, right? So as I started listening to very affluent, abundant people, they talk abundant. They don't see lack. They don't worry. They, like you say, they stress about very different things. And then I talk to people who don't have enough money or aren't making the bills and who struggle with money. And I created the programs I've created because the, the first piece for everyone to understand is if you don't have enough money and you're saying things like, oh, there's not enough, or I don't have enough, or I don't have the money. What you feel and think today will always produce your tomorrow. 
So that's where I help people start to explore that inner relationship. How do you truly feel about money? If you have a lack energy and a lack relationship to money, it's very hard to build success on a lackful belief system. It, does, it doesn't mean it can't happen, but it's very rare. So if somebody's constantly in stress and lack and worried about money, I always say, you know, a worried mindset doesn't produce uh, great results. It just doesn't. It produces crummy deals, crummy outcomes, icky relationships, escrows falling out. I, I mean, I can tell you right now, I've, I've been, like I said, I've done this for a long time. So, you know, I always tell people that's the first thing is because we don't understand, let me explain if I can how the subconscious mind works. I do want to go to that, but okay. really quick, when you said about, you know, you have a relationship with money mm-hmm. um, and you can't, you know, you're always going to have a relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something happens specifically in the realm of, I want to invest. I want to do this, but I'm so scared where that scared part, mm-hmm. it's got to come from somewhere. Yes. Okay. And, and then how do and they that- overcome that? Yeah, that is uh, very powerful, right? So oftentimes when I'm speaking at an event, just like you are, and then we say, okay, here's how you do it. And of course that takes time and many, and then people go, well, I don't have the money. How many times have they told themselves that? (laughs) It's not the first time, you know, right? So they're familiar with not having money. They're familiar with you know, not making those kinds of money decisions. So then if they get an opportunity, either they don't see it, they don't align with it, or that fear factor takes over because I promise you that pattern's been there for a long time. So to just tell someone, oh, go for it. Again, two out of 10 people will, the other eight won't. That, those are the, that's kind of an average. It's not exact, but it's a pretty average statistic that somebody might go, yes, I need this. I need help. I'm ready. Help me. I'm paying. I'm due. I'm jumping in. But the, the other people will kind of sit back and go, we'll see. And then they go, they, they leave in their own head telling themselves all the reasons why they can't or shouldn't or whatever. And again, go with your gut because not everything's for everybody, right? Like my stuff's not for everybody. Your stuff's not. It's again, trusting your gut, trusting your guidance. And if we're operating out of fear or uh, uncertainty, it's kind of hard to have a breakthrough. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be a good segue into what we wanted to discuss is the subconscious mind. Um, I want to know more about that in direct relation to money and, you know, cash flow and real estate and really huge big picture building your personal wealth. There's got to be that. I'm sure that's the foundation of getting you to where you want to go. So educate me. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to tell your listeners to do the same thing I told you when we uh, did our first session a few weeks ago that, you know, if you're driving, don't do this, but certainly you can visualize it. But I always tell people to draw a circle about the size of an apple. And if you're, again, you can't draw it, think of a circle the size of an apple. And if you pie five to 10% of that circle out, so if you're drawing, you would just make a little pie and put five to 10%. That is your conscious mind. So we've heard these statistics. Researchers say we only use 5 to 10% of the mind. That's been around forever, right? So this 5 to 10% of the mind is considered our conscious mind, our logic, 
We are heavy, heavy, heavy logical thinkers, like you were saying. Analysis paralysis. Think about it. Write it down. Analyze, which is great. We need to do those things. It's a powerful part of our everyday experiences, analyzing and looking and, again, thinking. And that's who we are as human beings. But unfortunately, that other enormous part of the circle, the 90% of your subconscious mind is often ignored. So if you look at that giant part of you in your brain and in who you are, 90% of you is your subconscious. So I'll expand. Your subconscious right now, it's beating your heart. Your heart beats over 86,000 times a day. So imagine if you had to sit there and go, oh, heart, please beat. Like we'd all be dead in a day. We wouldn't remember to do it, right? So our eyes are blinking. Our blood is flowing. Our cells are shifting. Our hair is growing. Our bodies, I think of my body as the universe. There's always stuff happening at an unconscious level. So if my unconscious mind is so powerful, why wouldn't I want to learn about it and leverage it and enrich it to think abundant, to feel amazing, to produce great thoughts in my head, and then go out and take those aligned actions. But what most people are doing is they analyze everything to death. Something's telling them not to do it. It looks good on paper. They ignore everything. They're not taking aligned actions. And then they go do something and wonder why it didn't work. So the subconscious is like the hard drive. This is where all your beliefs live. So if you grew up, I grew up very poor as well. And I'm uh, the fifth of six kids. And I moved 17 times by the time I was 22 years old. And I constantly heard, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. There was never enough time there. You know, my mom was busy. My dad was an entrepreneur. So it was just very chaotic. So I didn't grow up with stable. Oh, I'm healthy and wealthy and I'm beautiful and I can accomplish anything. No, I, I didn't hear stuff like that. So I had to reprogram my own mind. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Not only did the stress get me there, um, I had to really start from ground zero. And I got uh, very confident through the process. I had zero self-esteem. People who knew me then and know me now, I am literally a different person, Mercedes. Probably, you know, I don't know if you could say the same thing, but I, I grew up in a very different environment than what I live in as an adult. And it's because I've been able to learn this and implement it for myself and then go teach thousands of other people how to get those rapid results. Because again, we're not educated on that. So people are out trying and they're doing a bunch of stuff, but they don't realize if you grew up hearing things like we don't have the money or there's not enough or you're not good enough or smart enough or this or whatever they're hearing from the ages of zero to three years old, half of that subconscious gets full by the time we are three years old. So we're operating. It's kind of like if you took a computer or a phone and you dumped a bunch of apps in it, those apps would be running on that system. And that's exactly how the human mind is. We get downloaded then from eight years old. We're 80% programmed by the time we're eight years old. So if the average adult has limiting beliefs about themselves or money, which again, we hear and watch and see our parents, like you say, you didn't know, but a lot of people do hear that. I heard things all the time. We don't have the money. We can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, All those thick things that you hear over and over get in your little brain as a little person. And then you just grow up thinking there's not enough money until you start seeing other people have it. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) And that's kind of what happened for me. I, I grew up very, very lackful. 
And I had to reprogram myself and, uh, you know, create the life that I have for myself. And it's been a journey. And, and I could tell people that it's, it's been a journey. But that's why I help people with that topic, because not only did I personally create that for myself, I've done it for thousands of people. And they go, oh, my God, because typically people say, I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. And that's the inner stuff that gets us stuck and keeps us making bad decisions or decisions that don't get us what we want. And the money thing, I'm telling you, it's the richest thing you can do for yourself is to upgrade your money mindset. Because what what I do in that subconscious process, uh, because I have sessions, closed-eyed sessions, where people start to explore, I have them literally sit across from a pile of money. And I tell them, which I'll tell your audience, if you were sitting across from your money, I don't care what the amount is, how do you look and think and be with that money? Do you talk about it like, oh, there's not enough? And, and imagine if next to that money was somebody you loved and you were constantly telling that person you loved, oh, you're not good enough or there's not enough. Or if you were pouring lack on any person, they would not get closer to you and grow and flourish and expand. And money is just an energy. It's the exact same thing. And every single person listening to this has a personal relationship to money. Oh, that is that's incredible. <laughs> I have so much to say about what you just shared. And that little last piece that you said, if you put a pile of money next to a person that you love and you pretended for the lack of a better term to say to that person that you love exactly what you would say to the money, what a mind shift. Right. Made, right. I never, you haven't done that exercise with me. So I, I didn't know that, but just while you were talking about it, I was walking through it and oh my gosh, I, I get it. I, I'm getting more and more of it every day. I you mentioned, it. Cappy, that um, like me, you, you know, you grew up poor and you kept hearing the same things over and over again. Um, and then, you know, you shared your story at the beginning of you having TMJ. And when you were going, when you were growing up and going through that hearing of the same thing over and over again, moving, you know, 17 times, you know, when did it hit you that you had to do something different? Like, did something happen in your life other than, I mean, this TMJ, because the TMJ, you were already a title rep, you were already making money. Mm -hmm. So what, what hit you that made you say, okay, I need to do something different. And I, I'm asking you to share this because, as you just said, you know what to do. You're just not doing it. Yes. So yes. what is that one pivotal moment that caused you to change the mindset to now create who you are? Okay. I, I love that question. No one's ever asked me that. Um, I was working really, really hard, I guess you could say. And I was emotionally miserable. That's the truth. Um, I hated my job. I was in a marriage that was kind of unfulfilling, but of course, because I did make money and so did he, we had a beautiful home, but emotionally and uh, connection wise, it was awful. So I was working for the money, if you could, if you will, wow. <laughs> um, but boy, was I paying the price emotionally. So I kept pushing myself thinking that the more I made or the more I had, the happier I would be. And it was, I was miserable. And I remember one day sitting in my big, beautiful home with uh, looking around going, this doesn't even matter right now. Like I got it, but I wasn't, I wasn't happy. 
And the money uh, came at a price, quite frankly, because uh, I hated my job. I, I can say it. it was a lot of pressure. It was so much stress when I was a title rep. It was very stressful um, and competitive and just, I don't know. It was just, a, it, was a, it was a hard game. So that's, you know, it, it, was a, it was an emotional thing for me. So when I decided, when I, when I got TMJ and I went for my first session, I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how amazing I felt an hour later. So I started listening to the little tape. And what that did for me is it started increasing my results in sales uh, as a real estate agent. And it was amazing. Things just started coming to me. I, I was kind of mind blown. And again, people weren't talking about the law of attraction and all that stuff back then. I was kind of a, a little lone bird uh, working with my hypnotherapist and my broker sat me down one day and he's like, what are you doing to get all these deals? And I said, well, I'm seeing this hypnotherapist. He's like, don't tell anybody. Like he didn't want people to think. I, so I was kind of like, okay, like it was a weird, it was a weird thing back then. And still people still have misconceptions as I did, but it was such a perfect personal, um, that pivot happened over time. I quit my job. I started studying under this hypnotherapist. I started helping people and seeing their results. And I was already in sales. So I knew how to be with people and all that, but I didn't know how to monetize it because it was like this weird thing and nobody knew about it. It has been a very, very long journey for me. And, you know, I tell people that, that, you know, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it's taken 27 years and I just got Stedman Graham to endorse my book, which has been huge, but like that's been that journey, right? And, and, and that going with my gut and days of crying going, you know, why can't I just go back to doing that when I'm doing this weird thing? How do I monetize it? So I think it's like anyone's personal journey. The more confident I became in myself, the more I enriched my mindset, the more I began to fall in love with the, my inner world, if you will, and who I am and who I'm not, instead of, you know, constantly judging and criticizing, having to work hard and having to have the house and putting all that pressure. That's exactly why I had TMJ. So once I began doing this, I shortly after that got a divorce. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so interesting, Cappy. I asked you, I asked you that question about what was that pivotal moment. Um, I asked you that question because I have lots of conversations with, you know, our clients when I go speak, you know, people come to me after I get off on stage and I get the most amazing people and I see their desire, yes. but they're paralyzed with something. And so interesting that you just said, you know, when you went for your TMJ appointment, you felt amazing. You came home to your beautiful home. You had money, you had a gorgeous home and you were flat out miserable. And I have you know, maybe my listener right now has an amazing job, but they're spending, you know, 16 hours a day in their office and they don't get to see their kids grow up. And it's like, if you don't see that that's not okay, because you can't possibly be happy with that, right. then what has to happen in your world so that you can make that change? Because you're listening to this show for a reason. You're interested in real estate for a reason. And the reason might be that you want to, you know, retire a millionaire because you want to own 400 homes, or the reason might be that you want to pay for your kid's college education, which is three years down the road. Yes. And like that one pivotal moment that has changed everything for you. So Cappy, I'm going to ask you, because I know we can talk for hours, but I'm going to request that you come on my show next week and you and I are going to have a full on conversation about the money mindset and your subconscious mind so that my listener, that 
one person that is working their ass off and just can't figure it out how to take the next step to financial freedom, I want you to tell them how to do it. Can you come back next week for me? Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay, Kathy. So before I wrap up, I want to say, um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? How do they reach out to you and say, Kathy, help me? Um, Where do they find more information about you? On my website, which is my name, it's uh, Cappy, C-A-P-P-I, Pidwell, P as in powerful, I-D-W-E-L-L.com, CappyPidwell.com. And I have programs and products, and there's a lot of stuff on money uh, on the website, so they can explore and read about some of the products and things that I do there. Awesome. I love it. Okay, that's it for this week. Stay tuned for next week as Cappy will come back and will share with you money mindset and the subconscious mind so that you too can create a breakthrough in your financial future. Have an amazing epic day. Your portfolio has seen better days, but this too shall pass. And the best for you is yet to come. Together, we'll get you there faster. We're cash flow savvy, and we'd like to share some information with you that will show you how you can take control of your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to cashflowsavvy.com. More building, less waiting. Cashflowsavvy.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.